Welcome to The Wrap, a weekly podcast about women's sports news and the big stories. Every episode, we'll cover what's happened over the weekend, a favourite story, and what to watch in the coming week. My name is Chloe Dalton. I'm an Olympic gold medalist in rugby sevens and an AFLW player. I'm joined by my co-host, Millie Dawson. Millie is an athlete manager who works with some of Australia's top female athletes. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Female Athlete Project acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Mills, I'm back. She's back, baby! <laughs> Literally, I am so excited. Even though you're still on a little screen on my computer, I'm so excited you're back. Um, literally, oh, not, good nothing be feels better than having my gal back by my side. Oh, it feels so good. Thanks so much for just, you know, carrying the team while I've been gone. You and producer Bailey, um, Bez on the research and Georgia as well. You guys have been just running it all smooth sailing while I've been gone. Thank you very, very much. My absolute pleasure. No, but it's honestly um, great to have you back. Yeah, I had to amuse myself on the episodes. I I sang a few times. I said that I wanted to become a skateboarder, you know, the weird things you say when you're sitting in a room alone. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad you're back and I'm sure the listeners are happy you're back too. No, we got some, some great feedback. You were killing it. So, Chloe, you obviously have, as we've chatted about on the podcast and and you've talked about on your socials, you're coming back from a fractured cheekbone injury after playing in um, Townsville in the sevens tournament up there. Can you tell us a little bit about how your recovery is going? Yeah, recovery is going pretty well at the moment. Um, It's been a pretty rough few weeks. Um, Even it was one of those things kind of the second that the injury happened, I I tackled a player and it was kind of like my other teammate came from the other side and we clashed heads and it was like the second that it happened I knew that something wasn't right I kind of felt my face swell up and and as I sat up with the physio a little bit after that um I had like blood dripping from my nose and I kind of knew in that moment that something wasn't right um but yeah got taken to hospital pretty quickly in the scans and and showed I had multiple fractures in my cheekbone and had to then spend five days isolated in a hospital room because of coming out of Sydney being in a hot spot and then eventually had the surgery. Surgery went really well, got got the plates put into my face and and now I'm still up north because I'm not allowed to fly home back to Sydney yet. But thinking of everyone being locked down in Sydney, sending love to everyone who's um who's isolating at home. So this obviously this announcement came with some pretty harsh um, news and, and some pretty gut-wrenching uh, for not, I can't even imagine how you feel because I know how it impacted um, me and, and a lot of close people around you. Um, you heard the news that you wouldn't be going to Tokyo due to the recovery, um, I guess, time um, that was required with this injury. Um, how have you been going with, I guess, that information and, and dealing with that? Yeah, it's been pretty hard. I think I'm. it's kind of a day-by-day thing where I just have to roll with it. Um, roll with the emotions that come each day. And like I said, it was when I, when I had that first impact, I just had this gut feeling that it, that it wasn't right. And, and there was a little bit of touch and go where the surgeon at one point thought that maybe I could do a four week recovery, but we just ended up deciding with the medical team that it wasn't long enough and it was putting me at too much risk for my eyesight and a whole range of different things. So 
it's a bit weird still being up north and um, almost feeling like I'm on a bit of a holiday and I don't think the reality of it has actually hit me yet and I'm, I'm sure it will when I see the girls get on the plane and, and head mm. over to Tokyo and get to compete. But, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a long process this one. I think physically I'm recovering really well and it'll be interesting to see how long it takes me to kind of get my head around this whole process. But I am very much looking forward to watching the girls compete over there, um, seeing how hard they've worked over the – past 18 months throughout so much uncertainty has just been like it's blown my mind how hard they work so I can't wait wait to watch them and so many other Aussie athletes who are going to kill it too. Mills let's take a look around the grounds. In athletics para-athlete Isis Holt has broken the 200 meter athletics world record over the weekend in Cairns. It was the last event of the meet up in Cairns. Um, Isis produced the an incredible run in the 200 meter with a new T35 world best of 27.33. Although she was running into a headwind, she still managed to lower the five-year-old world record by 0.89 seconds. So that's an incredible race. To give just a little bit of context uh, for the classification that para-athlete Isis Holt sits within, she's in the T35, so T stands for track. Um, It's a disability sport classification for disability athletics running competitions. It includes people who have coordination impairments such as hypotonia, ataxia, and athetosis. In beach volleyball, Australian juniors Stephanie Faze and Alicia Stevens have won gold at the Under-19 Asian Beach Volleyball Championships in Thailand. The strength of the pair shone through as they remained undefeated in the pool games, defeating fellow Aussies Jasmine Fleming and Jessie Mann in the semifinals. Facing Thailand in the final, the pair went down in the first set 2019 but did not give up mounting an impressive comeback to win the game in three sets. In netball, the Sunshine Coast Lightning took on West Coast Fever on Saturday in the Suncorp Super Netball in a highly anticipated match as the competition heads into the pointy end of the season. Lightning bounced back this week after losing to last place Melbourne Vixens to beat Fever 65-61, to placing them in second by percentage on the ladder. The game opened up for Lightning in the third quarter off the back of three two-point super shots in a matter of minutes, including two from Stephanie Wood. Wood finished with 16 from 18 attempts, including 17 assists, with Kara Conan celebrating her 50th game with 43 from 47. In horse racing, Jamie Carr has created history, becoming the first jockey, man or woman, to ever win 100 races in a season in Metropolitan Victoria. Carr surpassed the mark set by Brett Preble in the 1999-2000 season. She said she was relieved to have finally hit the ton, having gone through last Wednesday at Sandown, stuck on 99. Carr has six meetings to go to extend her record, and given the form she is in, it is a record that could stand for a long time. She's the leading jockey in Australia and is at the forefront of a continued increase in the number of female jockeys around the world. This year, Danielle Johnson, who has ridden more than 1,000 career wins, is set to land the New Zealand Jockey Premiership, extending a remarkable record for female riders across the ditch. Let's take a look at the key story. Mills, we've just finished up NADOC week. It has been an incredible week all round. One of my very favourite moments was staying up late into the night watching my idol, Ash Barty, um, battle it out in the Wimbledon final. It was the first time that an Australian woman had been in the final in 41 years since Yvonne Goolagong-Cawley had played there. She won in 1971 and 1980. Um, also an Indigenous Australian woman who Ash 
um, looks up to and, and has a great mental relationship with. So to see Ash wear the outfit that was a tribute to Yvonne was pretty special. We um, put a bit of a reel up on our social media channels about Ash, um, Ash's tribute to Yvonne for this match. The first three games of this match, Ash won 14 points in a row to start the match. Her, her opponent Pliskova was filled with nerves. You could see that as she was serving the ball, the, the commentators were describing almost as if the ball was glued to her hand because she was so nervous and Ash was just on fire. You could tell she'd been doing a lot of work with her, her mental coach. It was kind of like she came out in her head where she was just like in the game. She was ready to go. Um, and then Pliskova started to come back. You could see the nerves were kind of wearing off a little bit, started to get back in the game. It was pretty, pretty hectic, but Ash um, managed to take out that first set uh, 6-3, lost the second 6-7, then came back to win the third 6-3. And I stood out of my chair, arms above my head, like clapping, cheering. It was, oh, it was the best. It was, it was such a special moment. I felt like that was a, it was, it was a history making moment in Australian sport. Absolutely. I think seeing across social media, I saw so many people's reactions, even, um, her family's reaction was um, on social media and it was, mm. it was just incredible. And even Ash's reaction herself, you could see how much this moment meant to her um, for not only herself, her whole team, the Indigenous community, how even more special to do that within NAIDOC week. So, so cool. It's, it's just incredible and I'm so, so happy for Ash and, yeah, what a moment. And still on NAIDOC week, Mills, the Australian flag, flag bearer announcement for the Olympics came out this week too. Yes. So it was announced that swimmer Kate Campbell, who will be swimming at her fourth Olympic Games and basketballer Paddy Mills are set to carry the flag into the stadium on the 23rd of July. Um, Paddy Mills is going to be the first Indigenous athlete to carry the Australian flag at an Olympics and will also coincide with the Australian Olympic team, which will include the largest number of Indigenous athletes in Games history. 16 Indigenous athletes will represent the First Nations people of Australia competing in 11 sports. Kaya Simon, who will be playing for the Matildas at the Games alongside her teammate Lydia Williams, says she takes great pride in representing her people and country while being a positive role model for so many young Indigenous kids back in Australia. She talks about how um, she was so inspired by Kathy Freeman, who, um, and she was just nine years old when she was sitting at home watching the Olympic Games when Kathy won gold um, at Sydney 2000 Olympics. Tell you what I love about this, Mills, is Kathy Freeman that moment will go down in history as the most iconic sporting moment in Australian history ever. I don't know who's ever going to top that. But yeah. looking at looking at people like Kathy and Yvonne who've paved the way for future Indigenous athletes, you now look at athletes like Ash Barty and Kaya Simon who will do exactly the same thing for next the next generation of young Indigenous kids who are coming up playing sport, which is so cool. Let's take a look at what to watch. In netball this week, we head into round 11 of the Suncorp Super Netball. Four matches will be played um, across the weekend. Uh, some ones to note is the Sunshine Coast Lightning, which is, who are sitting in second spot, will take on third place Giants. Uh, their game is on at 3 p.m. on Saturday the 17th. Um, you can watch that live on Channel 9 in the Netball Live app. Uh, and West Coast Fever sitting in fourth will be taking on fifth place for the Queensland Firebirds. They're playing at 8 p.m. on Saturday. You can watch live on the Netball Live app. That is going to be an interesting game as they, I guess, try and fight and battle to keep that top four placings um, as these last few rounds happen before finals. 
Yeah, that'd be a good one. And then other than that, we are just counting down to the Olympics. I think it's, is it 12 days? I think it's less than that. When this comes out, I think it'll be 11 10 days. days. Ten, oh, it'll be 10 days. Yeah. 10 wild. days to go. We're almost in single digits. Woo. That's wild. And that's the wrap. See you next week, Chloe. I'm actually excited that I can finally say that again. Yes. How good. Have you just been like, you have, you've just been like, bye. Bye. See you next week, Millie. <laughs> See you there. Thanks heaps for joining us to get your weekly hit of women's sports news. If you liked it, hit subscribe and send it on to one person you think could benefit from it. The wrap will drop every Tuesday morning wherever you get your podcasts to cover the big achievements, a favourite story and what to watch in the coming week. For my interviews with top female athletes, we're currently on a break and giving you a chance to catch up on all the eps for season one. Keep up to date on our Instagram at the Female Athlete Project for when we launch season two. See you next week.